Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, a Regina engineering firm has been selected to begin preliminary work on the $4 billion farmland irrigation expansion at Lake Diefenbaker. The 10-year project is expected to double the irrigated farmland area, and we talk with SaskBuilds Minister Jim Reiter. We also talk with Agriculture Minister David Merritt. He provides an update on the status of talks on enhancing the Federal-Provincial Agri-Stability Support Program. Federated Co-ops reaches a joint venture deal with Lanigan-based Blair's family of companies, and we take a look at an upcoming webinar on farm succession planning. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. The Saskatchewan government says Regina-based Clifton Associates has been selected to begin engineering work on the multi-billion dollar Diefenbaker expansion project. Clifton's work will encompass the West Side Irrigation Project with overall engineering preliminary design for phases one and two. SAS Builds Minister Jim Reiter says this work is expected to take 12 to 18 months. Well, you know what, Jim, I would describe this as kind of the first big step in uh, in the whole Lake Diefenbaker Irrigation Project. Uh, the firm that's been dis- uh, it landed on, it was through a competitive process. Officials did a review. There was, there was four... Uh, uh, different consortiums that bid on this, and the the lead, uh, the prime consultant on this one is going to be a Regina-based comp- company, uh, Clifton Associates. Um, and the reason we're announcing this now today, uh, they'll be starting work right away. Uh, as again, I, I said, this is kind of the first big uh, big step in this project. What they're going to do, them and their uh, the firms working with them, this is I would describe it as kind of the first high-level engineering work that's going to be done, the preliminary engineering. They'll do geotech work. They'll work uh, do the soil work, the geographic mapping, those sorts of uh, things. That uh, the first kind of key work that's going to be done. I see they're also going to be involved in having discussions with First Nations. Yeah, they will. Um, you know, obviously it's important. We've got uh, um, duty to res- uh, to consult responsibilities. Uh, so they're going to start with consultations with First Nations and other stakeholders as well. well. How long till they're done, their phases? Well, you know, we're looking in that kind of 12 to 18 month range uh, will be the work that uh, that they'll be doing. How important is this irrigation project to Saskatchewan? 
Well, we, you know, we think it's got some huge potential, both uh, what it's going to do to help our ag producers, what it's going to do for secondary industry for value added. Uh, we think it's got huge potential as, a, as an economic development uh, initiative. It's a $4 billion project. Can you complete it in 10 years? Well, you know, that depends on a lot of things. Certainly, we, we certainly hope to. We're optimistic we can. There's a, a lot of moving parts to this. Uh, you know, there's been some discussions happening with the federal government. We'd certainly like to have a, a federal role in this. You, you know, uh, we've got more due diligence to do sort of the high-level work on this. Uh, there's been many studies on this over the year, but the most years, but the most recent one was a study that was done uh, for WD for the, the federal department. You know, but we, we, we're going to do a more detailed economic analysis. You'll see more announcements about that coming up in the near future. So we've got a lot of things happening simultaneously here. I, I know people uh, are always excited, me included, on big projects when you first see the dirt move. But a lot of work needs to be done and will be done before, uh, before we get to that stage. One concern always is how do you convince farmers to go for irrigation and the cost of irrigation? Do you see that as much of a problem? You know that you know. I was mentioning about more announcements coming. We're we're going to be um, looking at doing um, you know, like I said, a more detailed economic case, if you will. And part of that is going to be talking to producers. Um, you know, when you look at other jurisdictions, uh, what it does to the value of land uh, once there's access to irrigation. You know, it's going to be important to see what kind of uptake we're going to get from our producers. So um, that's going to be part of the more detailed economic analysis. But you make a very good point there. Jim Reiter is the minister in charge of Sask Builds. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says he is still waiting for more details from Ottawa on proposed enhancements to agri-stability. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bobo wants to remove the reference margin limit and increase the compensation rate from 70 to 80 percent. She had pushed for a provincial decision by the end of January in hopes of making the program retroactive to 2020. Saskatchewan's David Merritt is concerned about the cost of the program and has been asking for more details on certain portions of the proposal. Well, Jim, I mean, uh, you know, last week I, I did have a call with the federal minister and uh, and had some concerns and, and asked for the call and uh, and left her with some some questions that we still are, that are still unanswered. And that's uh, and that's where it's at to this day. I, I think there was three or four uh, points that I brought up that are concerns for the province of Saskatchewan and uh, asked her for clarification on those and uh, and said we'd actually wait to hear back from her on whether you know on the answers to those questions also the one thing we have asked for and we send it in a letter to her is asking for a follow-up call with uh with my colleagues from across the country to have the discussion and 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 not to use the call as a negotiation but i'd like to hear from my colleagues across the country on on their positions on 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 the proposal that she has put forward because there's obviously um, differences of opinions on on what parts of the uh, proposal they would or would not accept and uh, and where they're at and i haven't had that discussion with any of my colleagues uh, outside i've had a few calls from some of the provinces just wondering what where we're at and what we're doing and i said we're still going through the process and and uh and crunching the numbers and and what and the impact it has on the stakeholders here as well. Obviously, we're trying to do uh, to do the, obviously want to do the right thing here, but uh, we had some questions that are quite concerning for us uh, for the province that the federal minister didn't have answers for on Friday. That I would hope that she will get back to us real soon 
and that we will have that call uh, real soon uh, with the federal minister. And that's what she told us. She said she'd get back to us soon. So that's where it's at right now, Jim. Can you outline what those issues are, the clarification you're seeking? Uh, no, not 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 at this time, Jim. I, I think the, you know that those are questions that I wanted to leave for her, and I, uh, and uh, and when we get those answers back from the federal minister, then at that point, then obviously once we get the answers, we'll know uh, where the province of Saskatchewan is at. Do you have a number of what it would cost Saskatchewan to introduce, use her, and go with her enhancements proposed? It, it, you know what, Jim, we've been, it, it's hard for us to, to do that for this reason. If the enhancements are made, we're projecting a pretty good uptake in the program. And if we see a significant uptake in the program, it obviously is going to have a big impact on the pr- provincial budget. So that's, you know, that's the dynamic around it right now. Uh, you know, whether it's one part or whether it's the second part or whether it's all in or what, and those are some, of, you know, that's some of the questions. So, uh, until we get some answers from the federal government, I haven't got a real hard number to really put out there yet at this time, Jim. We've got some scenarios, but they're just that at this time. She said she was hoping for a decision from the provinces, and she needs two of the three Prairie provinces on board in support to be able to make it retroactive to 2020. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, we were hoping to have an answer from her at the end of December as well, so uh, and have that discussion with my colleagues across the country, you know. And I think that that's part of the concerns we have is, you know, w- what years are going to be implicated in the program and and to what side. So uh, that's all part bar. So I I don't know if the January is a hard uh, January 31st is a hard date or not. I honestly don't know. I, I think that's something that the federal government would have to. Say yeah, that's a hard answer. That's the hard dead uh, drop dead date, or whether it's March 31st or whatever, uh, or March 1st. I that I honestly don't know, Jim. That's that's a question that I think she can only answer. Is here's uh, here's the deadline date. That I sure she probably would have liked to have had an answer by January 31st, but I still had some questions that she still hasn't got answered. David Merritt is the Minister of Agriculture for Saskatchewan. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147. I am joined right now by the Chief Economist and Head of Market Research for Nutrien. It is Jason Newton. Jason, how are you? I'm doing really well, Sean. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to chat with you. So, Jason, let's start off with this canola market. Like, what do you make of this? We've got this huge spread between old crop and new crop. That Something has to be done about that eventually. This market's had quite the run. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I'm not a day-to-day canola analyst, but if you look back historically, there haven't been very many times where prices have gone above $700 a ton. I think you go back to, to 2008 um, to see that. And what t- typically happens in, in a bull market is you do get um, fairly large inversions between uh, old crop and new crop. And part of it is that the market's bullish, so that they want to buy now, um, thinking that, that there's the potential, there's the risk that, that prices could go higher. 
Uh, I think if you look forward um, to, to new crop, there are uh, some uncertainties between now and then. And I think one of them is the, the South American soybean uh, crop, which is starting to be harvested now with the harvest pace is occurring at a, a 10 year uh, low. Um, and that's keeping that supply out of the market, but the, the weather conditions have improved there. And I think some of the, the, the production forecasts are, are starting to move higher. And I think that's, that's maybe taken some of the um, top off of the soybean market over the past few days. Yeah. And as we start to figure out some of those acreage battles when it comes to the prairies and in the the U S uh, wheat has to find some ground if it wants to compete for acres. What's your thought right now on the wheat market? Yeah, I think, um, the wheat market has uh, has also sort of lost a little bit of momentum over the last few days. And I think that the areas to watch um, between now and when um, growers in Western Canada and, and the Northern Plains will be planting spring wheat uh, is the, the Southern Plains of the United States and the former Soviet Union. Um, if we look at the, the areas in uh, the Texas Panhandle and in Western Kansas, definitely on the fringe of the drought area currently and so between now and uh and when that crop is harvested how how the precipitation shapes up i think will be important in um in driving wheat prices and influencing uh, decisions on the prairies um in the former soviet union there's some uncertainty about how export taxes will impact exports in the current crop um and i think as, as we look forward, there's some uncertainty there with respect to, to spring wheat uh, acreage uh, as well. Uh, and so uh, it's also important how that crop uh, comes out of dormancy and, and progresses uh, between now and harvest. Yeah, there's so much talk right now about the demand for commodities. Uh, we, we were coming off or still trying to get through this COVID-19 pandemic. How, how is all of this global demand happening at the same time as COVID? Well, it's, it's really, I think you need to divide it into the world, into China, um, or even Asia and, and, um, the rest of the world as China really drove the demand for commodities globally in the second half of 2020. Um, look at Chinese iron ore, uh, imports, for example, they, they set new records, uh, in 2020 and prices, uh, continue to be higher. Um, and industrial productivity just in general in China improved significantly coming out of their COVID lockdown, which was occurring about a year ago. Uh, and that's, that's, I think, spreads across all of the commodities and ag commodities have been a part of that. And it's in part because of the strength in the economy in China and the rebound in feed consumption um, after the African swine fever pandemic and as they rebuild their hog herd. Um, but there's also some structural elements. Um, when we look at the corn uh, supply demand balance in China, it's uh, been evident over the past few years that there's structural tightness in that market. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Or it's your agri-weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. 
Today, mainly cloudy with 60% chance of flurries. Wind northwest, 30. The high today, minus 15 degrees. The low, minus 22. Wind chill, minus 22 tonight, minus 33 overnight. And there's a risk of frostbite. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. Wind north, 30. The high, minus 20. The low, minus 28. Saturday, sunny sky. The high, minus 23. The low, minus 33. And Sunday, even colder. Sunny, the high minus 26, the low minus 37 degrees. Monday, sunny, the high minus 25, the low minus 29. Tuesday, sunny, high minus 23, low minus 27. Wednesday, sunny, the high minus 21. Normal high for this date, minus 9. The normal low, minus 21. Sunrise at 829 this morning. Sunset tonight, 556 p.m. And on the roundup, the hot spot. East End in southwestern Saskatchewan at minus 8. The cold spot way north, south end at minus 26. Estevan, minus 18. Saskatoon and Swift Current, minus 17. Weyburn and Yorkton, minus 19. In Regina with drifting snow, it's minus 19. That's two below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest at 30. Humidity, 77%. The barometer, 101.8. The wind chill right now, minus 31 degrees. Drifting snow in Moose Jaw, minus 18. Winds are from the northwest at 28. Once again, Regina drifting snow in minus 19. That's two below Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent edge microactive group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Federated Cooperatives has reached a joint venture agreement with Lanigan-based Blair's family of companies. Federated Co-op's Vice President of Ag and Consumer Business, Ron Healy, says the joint venture will own and operate Blair's seven agriculture retailers in Lanigan, Nokomis, Watrous, Liberty, McLean, Lipton, and Rosthern. We're very excited about taking on a majority ownership stake in this joint venture with the Blair's family. Obviously, uh, you know, the Blair's has been in business providing trusted advice to farmers for 73 years. Uh, They've got an excellent brand. They've got a very strong reputation backed up by an outstanding team. So we just see this as a great opportunity for a great partnership moving forward. Healy says the agreement will see FCL expand in central and parts of southeast Saskatchewan. Certainly this JV is going to allow us to sell crop input products into a geography where co-op really is not participating in, in a major way today. So there certainly are co-ops in this uh, overall trading area that are selling fuel and food and hardware items, but uh, a relatively small presence in in crop inputs. The ag retail locations are widespread. There's seven locations in total. So Lanigan, Lipton, Liberty, Nokomis, Watrous, McLean, and Rostern. So, you know, when you think about the geographical spread, you've got uh, Rostern uh, is the furthest north, and of course McLean is, is the furthest south. Healy says the joint venture will work well. Well, I think there's really strong values alignment between FCL and Blair's. Uh, You know, both parties are are committed to serving farm customers and building sustainable communities together. 
profits generated from our two organizations remain here in Western Canada. They're not siphoned off to a hedge fund or venture capitalists in, in New York or Dubai. So both uh, organizations have really strong, uh, I'd say, values alignments. You know, I think that's part of the appeal uh, in this partnership. Healy was asked about branding. The Blair's name will remain. You know, I, I don't think farmers will see uh, any changes in the near term. It'll be business as usual. Of course, longer term, farmers may see some additional products and programs and services that are made available to them as a result of the partnership. Healy says the existing staff will remain on the job. The number of, of employees is, is close to 100, and, uh, you know, our, our intentions are to, to uh, continue to... Uh, you know, rely on, on that existing staff. So, you know, we're not looking at any layoffs. We believe it's, it's a great team. That's part of the reason for their success. And, and we're looking forward to uh, continuing to service uh, farmers' needs in, in the area moving forward. Healy expects the deal to be completed shortly. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. For more than three decades, Elaine Fraze has been a catalyst for courageous conversations with farm teams about succession planning. On her website, Elaine uses the phrase, Your farm, your family, your choice. And as she has for more than 30 years, she strongly encourages farm families to begin that conversation that so many are reluctant to have. She has a webinar on Tuesday sponsored by Farm Credit Canada. With FCC on February 9th, it's Finding Fairness in Farm Transition, and I think we have over 750 people signed up. So you can tell we've hit a nerve. And I started talking about it in 2018 when I was invited actually to Alberta, to Grand Prairie, to the Alberta Fieldman service board uh, conference and they they specifically wanted me to really drill down on this topic and it's been very popular as well on my youtube channel and it's about being stuck in those conversations dean so when i'm in chats on other webinars that i've been doing all well since last fall you know there'll be these farmers and so i'm thinking of a particular farmer in bc who has um commodity group, he's in supply management, cannot get his parents to come to the table. They just keep shutting down. Fraze admits it can be difficult to get the discussion started on farm succession. Well, first of all, I tell them to have a talk with themselves. So they need to be really clear. What do you want? And the three key things that you need to have a talk to yourself about, what do you need for compensation and income stream going forward? So if you think of me being the parent, which I am, and you think of my 32-year-old son and daughter-in-law who are our successors, all both generations, Gen 1 and Gen 2, need to know what they need to live a good life. So that's about money. And money is data, and money also comes very emotionally laden, but that's okay. We can have those conversations. So first of all, figure out what you need for compensation and income stream. And also, if you're the parent listening to this, how are you going to protect that income stream for the next 20 or 30 years? And people are living well into their 90s now, and so if I'm 65 and I have another 30 years to go till I'm 95, I need to have a decent income stream, which also behooves the fact of, pick up the phone and make an appointment with a financial planner and start building your team of advisors. Second question is, where are you going to live? Well, well, we're going to go to the main yard, Elaine. I said, really? Does your mom know that? Does your father know that? Does your dad want to move? 
Because I get back these feedback sheets all the time when I say, what is your plan for housing? And they'll say, I want to die here with my boots on. Okay, that's clear. Or we're supposed to switch houses. Well, and, and I'm a case in point. I thought I was moving in 2020. I did not move because my daughter-in-law wanted a new house with a nicer kitchen and an ensuite and different things that she thought she needed and deserves for her family of three kids. Fine. So they built a new house right next door. And that was great for me. I saved myself $500,000 because I didn't have to build a new house. So the third question is then, how do you want to help everyone in your family be successful? And that is my definition of fairness. And you'll note that I did not use the other word that starts with E that rhymes with sugar sweetener equal. And a farm is not a piece of pie. And the reason people are hesitating on having these hard conversations is because the price of land has gone up and continues to even go up four, six percent. And yesterday I got an email from a family who'd done the conversations and done the planning, but they didn't count on the greedy sibling alert. And now the greedy sibling has taken the widowed mother and moved her to another province and got a different lawyer and started asking for things that she doesn't were never ever part of the consu- uh, conversation. And so I'm tired of these stories, and I want your listeners to understand that they get to choose their response now. They get to act now, and if they want things to be really the way they expect them to be, they need to start moving assets around with warm hands, not cold ones. That's Elaine Fraze. Again, FCC is offering a free webinar on farm transition. It's coming up next Tuesday. Visit FCC.ca slash events to find out more about it. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were mixed in early trading today. Canola fell a dollar thirty at six thirty five thirty seven. Number one red spring wheat gained two fifty three at two seventy three eighty seven. The rest were unchanged. Durham three ten forty eight. Feed barley two forty nine seventy. Flax eight zero one zero eight. Lentils six zero two fifty. Oats two twenty nine fifty three. Yellow peas three eighty eighty nine. And feed wheat one eighty three seventy two. The Minneapolis spring wheat March futures are down three and a half cents at six twenty-one and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. And now the latest quotes. Hello, Calvin Junior for Heartland Livestock of York with your mark report for the week of February third. We had a big run on offer here this week with 2,754 in the pre-sort and 423 cows and bulls for a total of 3,177 head. Well, with a little positive news on the trade this week, most classes of feed of cattle were steady to quite a bit stronger this week. A few highlights of this week's sale. Black steers, 488 pounds at 253.75. 563 pound steers at 237. Seven pound black steers at a buck 99. On the buckskin steers, 569 pounds at 235.50. 716 pound buckskin steers at $2. The Red X steers, 563 pounds at 234.50, and their 720 pound brothers at a buck 97. 
The half for this half for trade this week saw an increase in price also, but still a great gap between them and their brothers. Black heifers five hundred sixty seven pounds or dollar ninety five and a quarter. Buckskin heifers five hundred sixty seven pounds or dollar ninety seven fifty. And the red X heifers five hundred seventy pounds at a dollar ninety three. On the cow and bull trade this week, cows average 67 with a high of 76. D1 cows, 71 to 76, your 2, 65 to 70, and your 3 is 55 to 64. The bulls average 95 with a high of $1.04. Our bread cow sale last week saw an average of $1,650 on 221 bread cows, and 72 bread heifers average 18.35. Congratulations to the Van Casils on the dispersal of their Hereford cows last week. Great set of cows. On that note, we have a bread cow and heifer sale next Friday, February 12th. We have 50 bread heifers and 100 cows already consigned, with more coming every day. Give us a call for more information. Next week, our pre-sort is featuring Speckled Park feeder cattle, but all other classes are accepted. Give us a call to book into this pre-sort or any other. Once again, this is the Junior for Heartland Livestock of Yorkton. Thank you, and have a great day. And now, the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,000 hogs Wednesday. Selling in a range of 162 to 176 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,700 head. Selling in a range of 161 to 174 per CKG. Amps cash hog price today is mixed and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up 21 basis points with a daily exchange rate at 1.2783. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 77.88 cents US. Daily U.S. cash markets are mixed, with the national region down 21 cents U.S. 100 weight, while cutout adjusted variant is also lowered by 78 cents relative to the previous day. And the latest pork prices are 161.22 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. The Saskatchewan government says the February Crown Petroleum and Natural Gas Public Offering generated just over $250,000 in revenue for the province. This is the last of six public offerings for the fiscal year and brings total earnings to $6.48 million. The Lloydminster area brought in $114,000 for two parcels totaling 970 acres, while the Estevan area brought in $111,000 for five parcels totaling 1,300 acres. The highest bonus bid on a parcel was $100,000 for a lease in the Lloydminster area totaling 324 acres. This was also the highest bid on a dollar per acre basis at $311 per acre. The lease was awarded to Sioux Line Resource Group and is prospective for heavy oil in the Manville Group. The next public offering is April 6th. The financial sector helped lead the way higher as Canada's main stock index posted a triple-digit advance in late morning trading, while U.S. stock markets also climbed. The TSX Composite Index was up 102 points at 18,018. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 292 points at 31,015. The Canadian dollar traded for 77.88 cents U.S. compared with 78.23 cents on Wednesday. The March crude oil contract was down $0.08 cents at $55.61 per barrel. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. 
Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalligan. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.